0: Board.
1: Oh, we're live cool
0: So it's good for you on your end too. good for me, too Okay, perfect. So I'm gonna go back to how do I? Get the there we go back to the regular screen there Cool Dude, so,
1: so this week has actually been real crazy. Did you see Lucas went up?
0: I Did so that's pretty exciting. Uh, I, I am actually so, I'm waiting to like because Massachusetts is on a stay at home order, so like nothing's really open. Like, I can't go to the office, Like, I don't have a printer at my house, so like I haven't really been able to sell recently. Um, but I mean, I'm hoping in like a few weeks that'll change and then I can actually sell some stuff. But yeah, the Lucas went up, which I'm glad that I didn't. I was I had planned on selling them for like 900, which is roughly what they're going for for two at least for uh, for two of them.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it was weird to see because I know Giannis took a big hit and LeBron stuff too, but like really, the only thing that I saw go up was um, his prism, like Lucas prism PSA ten, which was interesting. Um, so like, I don't know. It was like it was basically like everything was going down, but then Lucas, like last weekend, was actually going up, um, and I did see a couple. There are like, there's like a couple four like thirty buy it nows but then you see bids going to like 470. Which
0: is like yeah. Really- I mean, I don't know. I'm not a hundred percent sure. I mean, I think one thing that I w- was thinking that I've said to people who have asked me questions about like, if, if I think what I think is going to happen, I think it's realistically, it's going to be like a week or, or like two, two to three weeks. We're really going to determine like where things are going to go. Cause like, if people aren't working in two to three weeks and then like rent and stuff is still due at the end of may like i think we or the beginning of may we may be in a little bit of trouble with like cards because i think people will be i think at that point people will probably be selling a lot more so like maybe in trouble sort of it may be for some people maybe trouble maybe for some people the cards might be a little bit cheaper but i don't know like that's another thing i'm not i have no idea (laughs) like that's like I, i i feel like we've kind of see some, we've seen some spikes where it looks like maybe the market's back a little bit, but then like it drops a little bit more. So like maybe this is one of those upward spikes and then it's going to drop a little bit, but I don't know. We'll see.
1: Yeah. I think it's all, again, it depends on what's going on in the world. Um, I've been like tracking a lot, like where like people, you know, like the scientists have been saying where like the peak will be um, with the whole coronavirus thing. Cause I think that's really going to be where people aren't willing to spend money like that sort of time, just cause people are going to be, struggling with whatever situation so like in theory you'd think that when like the peak of this whole situation is going to happen that's when prices for you know cards and stuff like that will be at low point so that's kind of my what i'm kind of thinking and how i'm going about it with buying um because i know we're like two or three weeks away from like
0: it actually being the peak the peak so is there any point for you where you feel like so uh so cardboard commission had asked me a question on like when i put out that poll earlier today about like an exit strategy like is that something really for you like do you have any and i'm not exactly sure if exit strategy means like selling everything or like what but like do you have like would it ever get to a point where you could see yourself kind of selling everything
1: well i could tell you what i've done so far i literally Like probably I want to say two, three weeks ago, around there, I liquidated most of my basketball. But my whole theory was to sell now because this was like the day. This was like the day when my school said like, "Hey, like we're closing," because I think that's when I really knew it was getting real. So I was like, "Okay, here, this is what this is my game plan." I was like, "Okay, let me sell most of my basketball because I don't really know when basketball is going to be back and the the value still." you know, pretty decent, but I kept all of my soccer and I have a lot of soccer. So I kept all of my soccer cause I was like, yo, this is my long-term play. So now I'm in this situation here where I'm just waiting to rebuy. Like I'm kind of figuring, okay, where, where's the point where, where's going to be the low point where I can rebuy. Um, right. So that's how I'm kind of going about it. I mean, like, cause what I really got left is just mostly soccer. Um, so if you ask me like, Hey, like, when would you say, like, hey, I'm gonna like when if if it would get to a point where it's like, I gotta sell soccer right now, like I think that's highly unlikely for me. Right. Um, but in terms of basketball, like, it's so tricky because like in reality, nobody really knows when when the season's gonna be back. It's literally just up to this whole situation. Um, so I guess it depends on the person, like, and it depends on like how much you're in each card for. I mean, if you already made it this far, um, I mean, I would just wait it out a couple more weeks. I mean, you never know. We could be back, you know, basketball could be back in June or, you know, it can't until August, you know, who knows.
0: Right.
2: Uh,
1: but fairly like, I mean, like we've seen like Luca went up. Um, LeBron's like top scrum's looking like it's just ranging right around that 5K range. Um, so that's kind of looks like where it's going to be staying at for a while. Uh, but again, it just depends on like the cards you have and that sort of stuff.
0: Yeah. I mean, I agree. Especially, like, I th- I feel like the main kind of thing that I was thinking about was, like, if you were buying three weeks ago, there's no way that you should be, like, I, I don't know. I mean, at this point, like, if you were buying two or three weeks ago, you probably lost a little bit of money, like, in yeah, terms of where know. the cards went. But, like, for, I mean, for me, like, how I was looking at it when I was selling, like, I sold, like, $1,000, I think, worth of, worth of cards. Um, like or right before the like lockdown went or not lockdown, but like the stay home order kind of went into uh, effect. And for me, I looked at it and I said, I'm, I was all right selling the cards where they were at and not making any more money in the future because like of where I bought them at, like I bought was all the stuff that I sold was stuff that I bought over the summer for like pennies on the dollar, essentially like some of the shack stuff, which I don't really necessarily, I didn't necessarily want to sell, but like I was okay like I think I sold, I think I sold the Shack um, Tops rookie for like 200. I think so. Like, and I bought that for like 30. So I was completely fine. Even if that, even if that card goes to five, six hundred, which I don't necessarily know if it will. Um, I think I was all right selling out. Not selling out, but selling selling on some cards where like i made a decent amount of profit already and the fact that i view i view the way that i can do this like that i think there's gonna be other opportunities which is another thing that like if you've been in the game for sports cards you know that there's just other opportunities and like the fear of missing out on a specific card like you kind of just have to move on to the next one like especially if you made profit like because any any investment you're making, any type of buying you're doing it's it's a, you're taking a risk so like if you are guaranteeing that you're gonna make the money like it's worth it in that standpoint or worth it from that standpoint I think
1: exactly, and you brought up a good point where it's like look you want to make sure you have equity during this time to be able to buy cards um, right with this market um, and I think that's like a big thing um, you know like if you like with the shack cards like i so, I sold a shot a couple uh Shaq's two not hit his FLIR ones because I had like a good I had a I think I had like six or seven of them so I sold like three of them. Yeah. Um and like those are some of the cards where it's like yeah I'm gonna be giving up those cards but I'm gonna take my ROI and now I'm gonna have that equity to go in with the market that it's turning into now um and have the opportunity to make to make a to make a play and 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 grab some cards that I probably wouldn't have been able to before.
0: Right, I agree with that, and I think for the, the shack specifically, I guess we can use kind of the shack because, like, me and you, I feel like we were going back and forth over the summer about like these shack cards, like almost like, I mean, for when we were buying them, it was like a two or three week span of we were talking about these shack cards like every single day, basically. Mm-hmm. So, like, for me and you, we were looking at it, and I think we said like if I didn't really have an exit plan for the cards in general, like I didn't know, like I mean, I said. Like, I thought the cards would go up because of um, him, his son being in the league, and people collecting his son, and then being like, oh, I want to get Shaq cards. So, like, I think it may also have to do kind of to the Kobe stuff, but, like, a lot of legend stuff went up just in the past few months. So, like, for me, like, I actually think I even sold it before I expected to sell it, Um, because obviously no one expects what's going on now with the, the virus and stuff, but, like, for the most part, I think like I hadn't, that was maybe a three or four year play that I had looked at. And the fact that I was able to go from like 30 or 40 or whatever I spent on it to like one eighty, two hundred, 200 like that. It, it made sense for me to be, I was all right. That's one reason I was all right. Selling the stuff that I sold.
1: Yeah. Again, like we got, you know, we took the ROI and now we have that money to be able to make plays. I think soccer is really interesting. If you, you've been probably looking at the Mbappe, Mbappe market too, it has some mm-hmm. a little bit. The right. tops chrome did go up though because I, I, I think I wrote something about this or I a video out where, um, like his I was saying like the his World Cup stuff did go down which is expected in the market that we're in now, mm. but his tops chrome stuff was like pretty undervalued for for quite a bit of time where it, it, it's natural to see the growth in that even in today's market, um, right? So
0: I mean I'm really interested still in soccer stuff. Um, Yeah, me too. For sure. I mean, I think also at that stuff, it was still like, for me, that soccer stuff is like still a five, six year play. Like, I mean, I did sell one of my Mbappes like a few months ago, maybe for like two fifty, but like I bought that card for like 40. So again, another example of like, I, and, and also just the fact that I have like another three regular PSA 10s, I have two silver PSA 10s and I have eight raw that I still need to get sent in for grading. But like, overall I was all right taking the profit from some of the cards because like if I, in my eyes I was like this, the, at the time over the summer, I think the prices were, I don't, It's so it's still so crazy where the prices, if you look back over the summer where they were compared to where they are now, like Mbappe. I kind of expected that Mbappe card to be in the two fifty three hundred 300 range in three or four years. Like I wasn't expecting there to be such a demand for it right away.
1: Yeah. i yeah, I think everything from the summer when we look back on it, we, we probably would have been like, "Oh, I wish I bought more." Yeah, so, oh, for
0: sure. I mean, definitely. I mean, the Lucas I, I mean, Mbappe,
1: if you look at his, if you look at ROI on Mbappe, it's insane.
0: Like, yeah, and I mean, I I don't know, like those. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. Like, because I was comparing Mbappe to Giannis basically when I was looking at prices and saying like he's very similar. He's got a global kind of reach to him. He, and then I was looking at prices and saying, like, if this ever gets to the Giannis prices, like I'll be happy. And now the Giannis prices are in the five, six, six thousand dollars for the silver PSA ten, which like now seeing that, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility to see the Mbappe PSA ten silver get to four or five thousand, which like that sounds kind of crazy, but like it things have been kind of crazy, if I'm gonna be quite well, honest.
1: I agree. And like especially if you're looking at it. I just like there's actually there's money in soccer. Like you can just flip soccer, especially like raw cards, like numbered. like I, there's a big opportunity there. Um, but especially like, also you can look at it uh, as I think we're both looking at it as like a long-term play because when you think about young superstars and the growth that we've seen in soccer, like why not keep these guys for a couple years if you're able to um, and just take, and just play it the long game instead of, instead of just flipping, you know? Um, I mean, everybody has like a different situation, but like, again, like how I went about it, like I sold mostly basketball and I kept soccer. That's how much I really believe in it. Um,
0: Yeah. Same. And I also think for some of the soccer stuff, like that was another scenario where I was, I was buying it at pennies on the dollar, like over the summer. It feels like at this point now, like, so it's like, Sure, I think for that there was a ROI on the cards that we sold, but like I just think there's so much more room. Like for basketball, I wasn't 100% sure how much more room there was to grow, but like for soccer, it just felt like there was so much more room. And yeah. just the fact that I was buying it at like the PSA tens for 40 bucks or whatever I spent on it, so like I was all right keeping it because I only I only had the 40 in on like at least one of the cards.
1: Yeah. And then, t- so I know you've been buying um, the coaches cards that like we've been, you probably, you've probably been mentioning to me for like, since summertime. Um, how has, how has Kerr's cards like been since the summer till now?
0: There's been not really much of a change. Like, I think I bought mine for 25 and there was one the day of the um, announcement that they were going to be moving up the documentary. There was a, there was still one up there for 25. So like, it's uh, I actually, and I, but it's sold, it's sold now. So it's not there anymore. It was there the other day, but, and I actually almost, I almost pulled the trigger on that card, but I had just bought, um, bought a Phil Jackson card actually. So like, I didn't end up buying the curb, but I did buy some, uh, raw occurs. Like I bought, I went to com C and I put in an offer. Someone had like three or four of them and I put in, actually how many did they have? I think they had four and I put in an offer for 60 cents a piece and the person accepted the offer. So now I got four of those. I don't know if I'm going to be getting them graded or if I'm just going to be sell, selling them raw. Like
1: probably raw is your best bet. Right? Yeah.
0: I mean, I might tra- like if, you know, I think if they can get to the four five, $6 range and I can sell them all as a lot, like the fact that they put Kerr, like, cause if you look at the roster, like, cause this is what I've been doing the past few days. I've been looking at the bulls roster and saying like, who is, who's on this list. That's going to be playing a crucial part in this documentary. And now I'm looking at the, the ESPN poster, the promo poster that they're using. And that's, those are the people I'm going to be focusing on. So it's going to be Kerr. It's going to be uh, Dennis Rodman. It's going to be Scottie Pippen, uh, Michael Jordan, obviously. And then Phil Jackson. So like, they wouldn't put – they would put someone else on that poster if they were going to play a main part because also Kerr. So one thing that I forget, did Kerr have the game-winning shot in the final game or was it just in game six and then they played game seven? Do you remember? I don't. I, I wasn't alive then, so. Right. So he, he hit a game-winner in game six, but I just don't remember no, he did if that a game was – winner four. I just
1: don't remember what game it was.
0: It was it was game six. I just don't remember if it was in the – champ. If, it was, if that was the winner for the championship or if they played – the game seven, I just don't remember. So, but I, I know for a fact that that's going to play a significant part in the documentary because, I mean, e- if they either won the championship or it kept them from being eliminated from the championship, those are that's those are two storylines that are obviously huge. And then also they included Kerr on the poster, like it. So okay, so someone said, uh, so Jabari said it was to win the series. So that was the game winning, that was the series winning shot. So I don't go. know. I mean, I think. And I'm just not sure where the... Uh, and then someone said assist, the assist was from Jordan. Um, so, I mean, obviously, that's huge. And uh, that's why I think it's probably going to... Like, that game six is probably going to be the last episode of the documentary, I imagine. Um, Dude, the but, documentary's
1: going to be crazy.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's going to be sick. It's going to be... I can't... Like, ten parts is... And, like, I don't so,
1: nobody I don't, has anything else to do except... Yeah. Like, like... It's, it's honestly perfect.
0: Yeah, I, it's and Jordan it's, card
1: too. Like I know um, that article that I know the article you wrote for Card Hops. I already through that thing, but like insert like I know everybody that wants to talk about his flare rookie, which is respectable because that's kind of like you know the the card that everybody chases. But right. inserts are really interesting um, and really surprisingly still undervalued.
0: Yeah, I think overall Jordan – it's probably like Jordan and then Mike Trout are the two players that I can think of that overall their markets have like so much – they have so much equity throughout their whole career. Like Trout's obviously still in the league, but like – I mean even – like I'll see people post like new Trout stuff and it's like – because that was the other thing. Like I was looking at some Jordan, just even base rookie stuff and PSA 10s for just base rookies that aren't even – aren't even rookie or second or third year, fourth or fifth year, They're still like 50 bucks. So it's like, there's still a ton of value. And at that $50, if you can find like a card, that's like a PSA 10 that you can find a reason why people might like the card. Like for example, the article I wrote was about, um, the top's finest 1994 where he's wearing the number 45 Jersey. And it was the year, like it was the year that he came back where he didn't play the full season. So it's like, um, and it was, like, the Series 2 set of that top spinus. So, like, there's, if you can find specific reasons why cards are going to have value based on the documentary or based on Jordan's career, I think that's kind of the way that I'm going to be looking at it.
1: Definitely, definitely. And, and like, with the Fleer stuff, I don't know, like, if you know them. It's interesting. With the Fleer, with his Fleer rookie, see, I was trying to buy a PSA 7 of his Fleer rookie, like, a month ago. I think it's around a month ago, and I was going to pay, like, I think 2100 for the card. Um, but basically, when I went to go buy it, he sold it already, so I was super bummed out. Um, but I put my money somewhere else. Um, but then I went, like, because when the documentary came out, I was like, oh, shit, like, let me try to get it. an MJ Fleer. And I looked, and it was, like, about the same price still. So do you think that maybe with his Fleer stuff that isn't PSA 10 but still, like, pretty expensive – do you think people would just rather have or buy cards that are more affordable if it's not the FLIR PSA ten, right? Maybe if it's a nine, an eight, a seven. Maybe I mean I think nine's still pretty high in demand. But maybe like for the eights and the sevens and the sixes. Do you think people would just rather go for like a cheaper insert that that they might think has more demand in the future?
0: So I think that's I mean you know, it's, it's interesting, and I don't know exactly how it's going to play out because, like, that the any Fleer Jordan stuff, like, the rookie Fleer Jordan stuff is going to be expensive, and it's going to be harder for people to get because of how expensive it is. Um, so I don't know, like, if – I think your point about that ch- cheaper stuff I think will have more um, – have more equity in the long – maybe not in the long term, but, like, in a short-term flip, like, when the documentary comes out, like, the – Twenty to fifty dollar cards could go to seventy to one hundred, but like I think, I mean, we're already seeing like the other day a PSA ten Jordan sold for like forty eight thousand, which was the highest Jordan sale of any PSA ten. Yeah, like I, I think in history, I'm pretty sure of that card specifically. So like we're already seeing a peak of that card. So I don't know if like I would say I think that card could get into the sixty range, but like it's also I don't know how many of those are going to be selling, which is the problem. Cause like the thing with higher end cards like that is you have to find someone who has the money to buy the card that also wants it. Like, which is a lot harder. It's a lot harder to find that buyer than it is to find a buyer of like a 50 or $60 card. But also the other thing is that like, there may not be like, everybody wants the PSA 10 or the, the, the Fleer 86 card but like people may not necessarily want the other ones um, yeah. do you, do you want to see if uh, do you want to send Mike a message and see if he wants to get in here because he just bought a um, he just bought a Jordan, some Jordan uh, Steelers cards had a question I got uh, why am I wearing an AirPod in one ear and headphones in the other is because my mic is hooked up to my computer and the AirPod is hooked up to my phone so um that's why that stuff is uh that's why i have these weird headphones in uh but yeah i mean i think in the long term the jordan's i think long term the fleer jordan stuff is going to hold the most value where maybe the other jordan stuff won't be it'll it'll it won't continuously go up like i think it's only going to go up there's an echo an echo from me talking Or Sasha. It may be, I don't know where the echo would be coming from. But um, the, shoot, what am I trying to say here? Oh, the, the, the Fleer, I think is going to continuously go up, but the, um, but the other stuff may, it may go up, but then it's going to probably stay at where it's at when the documentary comes out.
1: And then did you say you want me to send Mike a, a zoom?
0: Yeah, see if see if he wants to join because I know he just bought um, a he just bought like a Jordan card like he bought one of the eighty six flares I forget if he bought a seven or an eight but um, I want to see if he because like he's relatively he's newer in the the card game. Than- I, mean, I think
1: flares are just with the ante- anticipations still going to go up. Like if you want to do like a quick flip. But also like in a long from a long term standpoint, I mean you're never gonna go wrong with MJ. But like I think the insert game is really where like where like you could you could really you could really make a good amount of money just flipping. Because it seems like there's so many like stories behind the inserts. And like I don't know, it just seems like MJ inserts are, are I see them more flying around when I go to shows and that sort of stuff.
0: Right. Yeah. And I mean, from the perspective of like people that I've talked to, those inserts are some of the popular cards over the base rookies. So I think it's going to be a combination of maybe people coming in that want base rookies, but then there's also people who want the inserts. I think it's kind of a combination of both. Um, Because, like, those 90s inserts are limited, which is why I've been looking into inserts for, like, this era. Um, I'm just not sure the angle that I want to take there yet. Because, like, I was looking at, like, Prism, like, Prism rookie stuff. um, And then also, like, because there's some cool stuff in Optic. Like, have you seen the, like, My House inserts for Optic? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's tons of cool inserts. It's just a matter of of like how many of them are made. And that's kind of a not an issue, but like the main thing.
1: Steeler card said uh in my eyes I've realized instead of investing in the Jordan Flair, go invest in the S P 500 Interesting. But like at the same time, like if you really look at it from the stock market perspective, like cards have done better than stocks the well, last year or two or so. Um but, I mean, yeah, like a Fleer's not going to see maybe the the increase in value as other cards, but it'll, it'll give you like a – it's almost like a safe bond. Like, it's always going to give you some sort of return. It might not be crazy, but your money's relatively safe in one.
0: Yeah. And, I mean, obviously – I mean, I think that, that Fleer card is one of the – it's probably the like cuz it's not even a modern day card it's like probably the most sought after card of like from that era like from the eighties from the 80s and then which it's so much different which is the weird thing cuz it's almost hard to even compare that jordan card to like cuz like what i'll do is when i'm looking up values and stuff is i'll compare i'll use a, like a baseline for the card for like I use like Mike Trout usually for baseball, but like there's only one Fleer Jordan card. Like there's the sticker. So there's two technically, but like there's only one card that really has the value over, um, over where like a Luca. There's like a hundred different Luca rookies.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's the, it's like the iconic card. It's the card that everybody wants. It's the card that like when a collector sees that you have an MJ Fleer, you know, they were, it, it's just like a respect factor almost. Right. Yeah, I agree with that. And it kind of gives you, I guess, like street cred in a way.
0: In, in this yeah. I, 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 that's, yeah.
1: Um, which is like funny to think about, but I mean, it's true. Um, So I guess it depends on the way you look at it. Like if you're a collector, that's a card that you base, especially a basketball collector, that's like a card that you kind of almost need to have. Um, But if you're an investor, you should definitely look at it
0: at the same time too,
1: um,
0: yeah, because I mean it's I mean even just in like October it was that was like a thirty thousand dollar card like thirty thirty five and now it's up up almost fifty, so I mean it's i don't know i mean I, I i see I see why people get annoyed when people compare the stock market to cards because yes, there are differences, but it's at the same time it's like there, there are a lot of similar there i feel like there are more similarities than there are differences that makes sense
1: i agree i mean like i saw somewhere i think it was on instagram they were saying how like how the stock market the last two weeks almost has aligned with like the card market these hmm. last two weeks interesting Which interesting to think about um as like an entity but again like the one thing that i was baffled about and what I've been talking to a lot of people is the whole, like, why has Luca gone up these last couple of days? Like, I still, I guess, trying to figure that out while everything else has been going down. I mean, trays have gone down a lot, too. Right. Um, and, like, again, I've, I was looking at a bunch of, like, bids on eBay, and I noticed that all bids have been higher than, like, especially with PWCC and Probstein, they've been, like, 470s and 480s. And you know, there's buy it nows that are at like four thirty, four forty. Um, and just a week ago, they were selling at like three seventy.
0: Yeah, they were pretty. They were down pretty significantly. It's kind of all over the place. And again, you know, I'm not. I think it it could. It could be. So it's the weird thing is like with there being no basketball, it's like you got to think of like why, why those cards have gone up again like it's literally only that
1: card like, right even if you look at his hoop stuff and i think his optic stuff they're still down yeah and, i mean like just for me like if i was just looking at it from like a numbers point where we're at right now i would think that prism would still be going down um but it's not and like right where we're not even at the like as far as i'm with the news and everything they're they're, they're basically saying look the peak or, like, when it's going to get real intense is going to be in the next, you know, like, two weeks. Um, Right. If that is true, then, like, why, like, why would, I don't know, why would this card be going up? Shouldn't it be the total opposite? You know, while, I think there was, like, 6 million people who filed for unemployment or something like that this last couple days. Yeah. Why is this certain card going up? And I'm the biggest Luka fan ever, but, like, I'm just taking it, as like a number standpoint, even if like, we don't know when the NBA is going to be back either. So it's just something that's really interesting to me. Maybe it's just people that like, maybe the demand is just there for Luca, which I love, but I don't know. It just seems a little fishy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, or I mean, it could be that people are, people aren't buying second. Like they're not buying secondary options. Like they're only buying Luca. And I mean, that could be the case or they're, it's finally gotten to a point where people are only looking at like the blue chip players. Like they're only looking at like the Lucas, the LeBrons, the Jordans, the Giannis, like they're only looking at them compared to before where it was like, yes, those were the, those were the go to guarantee good amount of money you're going to make. But like, people were very focused. Like, I think I got a lot of questions about like on TikTok and like, even on instagram about like what are some undervalued cards and i feel like i haven't seen as many comments that are like what's undervalued it's like i mean at this point like every everything and that's what i, I feel like that's kind of the question the answer to a lot of the time like literally just if you like a player and you think they're going to be good in the future it's undervalued unless it's like luca Giannis Quai, like lebron like Unless it's one of those top top players, like even Curry and uh, KD are still kind of in that top tier. KD like, was
1: KD's one guy that's been going up, which is reasonable because right. of how he's been hurt, so that's understandable. Um, but yeah, I was just like, I don't know, Luca was interesting, but yeah, KD has been going up, which is good to see, especially because you know if the NBA does come back in July or June or whatever, KD will if the Net, I think the Nets are an eight seed. I don't know if. I'm 100% right on that.
0: But I if, think they if, were. Yeah, I think they were. If
1: they are still in A seed and they go right into the playoffs, like
0: if NBA plays it out that way, KD will probably play. Which right. Which really – Like especially if – because it, realistically it's in that timetable where like depending on how many regular season games they can still get in and then when the playoffs start, yeah, like he – if I mean it's, there's no way they're going to be playing – the playoffs in June or there's the finals, the finals are in June. The mm-hmm. finals will not be till like July or August, probably if not even maybe September, depending on how they kind of do that with the season. Um But like, yeah, I mean in the timetable of the Achilles injury is like in that area. And like now there's no, no games, there's no reason for him to even be going any, especially now. Cause it's like, if you're an injured player and you're an NBA player and you're a star, I would imagine even if you're injured, you're still going out and doing stuff like which is not probably the best for your injury. Like especially if it's like a foot slash like ankle injury, that's probably not good. But like now that there's just nothing going on, like he's been like fighting with Rihanna on Instagram or something like that. Did you see that story? So, that was funny. They were on, like, Drake's Live or something, and they were, like, arguing about, like – they were saying, like, nonsense stuff, which is probably, like, some inside joke between them or something. But, like, they're not – no one's going anywhere, or no one should be going anywhere. Um, So, you know, I don't know if that helps Katie's rehab or if it hurts Katie's rehab. Like, I mean, we'll see. But I think you're right that he could play in the playoffs, depending on how delayed kind of things get.
1: Yeah. Again, like, that would be such a cool – like story too um, especially like
0: see Kyrie is the guy that well, so Kyrie is out though that's the other thing where he may not come back because like Kyrie is out for the rest of the year is he not or is like his injury now also on the table where he might come back to the playoffs I'm not
1: 100% sure but if it if the opportunity did arise where like Kyrie and KD are willing and able to play right if the playoffs come back in the summer That would be very, very, very interesting because Kyrie is the type of guy that like, I know a lot of people hate on Kyrie, which is understandable with how everything with the Celtics did play out. Right. But I would want people to take a look at, you know, those before he got hurt that first year with the Celtics. He was playing fantastic basketball.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's, like, ridiculous. Like, he's so good. He's, like, so good. Like, I think that's maybe an issue of why things didn't go well is because he was so much far and ahead the best player on that team that, like, I think the problem that he was having was that I think what I think what happened was that he was being told how good these – like, they, when he came to the Celtics, all he heard was how good Tatum was, how good Brown was, how good Marcus Smart was. Because, like, Boston, we literally are, like, obsessed with this team. And, like, when I mean obsessed, like, we love, like, the eighth man, ninth man coming off the bench. We think that that player could start on another team. So, like, yeah. I'm sure Kyrie was hearing that type of stuff and was like – like these players are not as good as everyone says they are. So like, what, what is everybody talking about? So like that probably had something to do with it. And just the fact that, and because he was so good that like, I don't know. I mean, I think maybe he wasn't getting enough like pats on the back. That also could probably be a scenario what that happened.
1: What do you think? So I know, you know, PSA and BGS, they're kind of, you know, they're not in operations right now. Is, I've heard Florida where SGC is now. Is is from? I heard Florida went on like a, a lockdown or something. They're like one of the last states to, or it was like a stay in place order or something
0: like that. Yeah, that's the same with Massachusetts.
1: So, there,
0: but SGC is still on in operation right now, right? We, from from my understanding, yes. Um, okay. Now I don't know. Florida is wild, so like I don't know if they even you know, I don't know what's going to happen there. Like, cause I, cause I know like with, like, did you see there was a, a chart that came out that was like just people that were on spring break somehow people were able to track the cell phones and where they went from spring break to around the rest of the country. Oh, and, wow. and it was like basically just all up and down the East coast. It was, it, it was terrifying.
1: That's not good at all. But man. like,
0: yeah, so I don't know if I, I'm not sure where, what SGC is going to do? Um, do you think? Could you check Twitter to make sure the stream is still up? Because I can't check it on my uh, computer. Yeah, let me check right now. Yeah,
1: the, okay. the reason I asked was because um, they they can make a big push right now for like what they're trying to do. Yeah, the stream's still up. Okay,
0: great. Yeah, yeah, it's still up.
2: But like, that's what I'm like. Mike,
0: just. Mike Mike just just got. He just hopped in the in the Instagram. So I just I asked him if he wants to um, get on the stream. I'll send him the link right now if he wants. Okay. Um, yeah, we may in like ten minutes we may need to end Instagram, but then we can we can probably just like restart it. Yeah. um, Depending on, um, if how we. Oh wait, yeah. So it says fifty fifty minutes on on my screen for how much uh, how much time we're in here. So we'll, we'll stop
1: Instagram at let's say just seven fifteen to be safe. Three minutes.
0: Yeah, that's fine. And then we can just and then we'll just restart it. And then because um, I think the stream will still be going on Twitter, which is fine um, for anybody who is interested. The Heroes for Sale Twitter. I've decided that anytime I'm live, it's going to be public so people can follow if I'm live on TikTok or if I'm live on here, um, all the rest of the time it will be private unless you subscribe on Patreon, which is $5. It's patreon.com slash heroes sale. And you get an extra podcast episode every week on top of the seven that I'm already doing. So you get eight a week. If that's uh, a, that's not enough for everybody. Um, (laughs) and then, and then uh, the Twitter stuff, you get, you'll get, you have lifetime access to the Twitter.
1: Mike, um, Mike said he's getting on right now. Okay. Yeah, has he got any questions on Instagram?
0: Yeah. Any, got who's, who's got some questions here? I'm going to look at – I didn't really get much. I got um, – when you do um, – do you do, like, questions and polls on your Instagram or whatever? Sometimes cause I just get like random, I get like random people who like will comment stuff. Like it'll be like, Hey, like, I don't know if it shows up in the explore or something like super weird. I don't know.
1: I mean, that's a good thing though. Cause your content's getting out there, you know,
0: I, but I think it may, it may just be, it may be bots though. like that cause it's like, it's like a bot comment. It's like, Hey, check out my page or whatever. Oh, like, oh, that's different. It's not like actual people. It's like bots. There he is. So, Mike? Yo, what's up, guys? We you have heard. the uh, proud owner of a, a newly acquired Jordan rookie. How do you? I don't know if you can hear me. Hello? Can you hear me? Yo, yo. Hold on. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can yeah, hear yeah, you. Yeah, we can hear you. Oh,
2: right, yeah, we're good. We're good. Okay. I
0: was, <laughs> I was saying uh, we got the proud new owner of a Jordan rookie. Yes, yes.
2: I got to show you that. Do you have it on? I'm super. Like, hold on. Uh, I don't know what this thing is. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> there it is. Yeah, that's – Absolutely where, really cool. where did you get it from? Uh, eBay. I got the cheapest one on there. It's uh, 3200 I think. I don't know, but, th- but this one's a little bit like, off-center. I saw the other one. Like, I don't know if that matters or not.
0: Yeah, the centering is usually the one of the determining factors of the grade. Like PSA is notoriously a little bit more lenient when it comes to centering, but um, for the most part, like how's, how's the card, Like how's the condition of it? Uh, yeah, yeah, I got the, the
2: um, NMMT just eight, um, but I noticed it's just a little off center. And I saw the other ones that are OC off center. Yeah, so yeah. I the difference. So,
0: the- so the OC I was looking into that the OC actually if if they give it like an eight OC, usually it's ch- cheaper than a regular eight because of the, the determination of it saying like off centered, basically. Oh, okay.
1: So I was talking to a House of Jordans which you guys probably have heard of. I think I was talking, I talked to him about this at a show and he. because I, I, that was when I was trying to buy a, an MJ Fleer card and he was telling me from a collector's point of view, they actually like the old slabs on PSA because they think that PSA graded harder mm. like before. This is from a collector's point of view. Um, so that was like one recommendation he gave me. But like from like my point of view, at the same time, as like a, you know, like it's more of an investor than a collector, right? Um, I'd still kind of want to go with like a newer slab, like as long as it's not like horribly off-centered. Because you've probably seen like on eBay, there's some ones that are like crazy off-centered, and they don't even have OC. But it's just what it is.
2: Yeah, that's like mine. I don't know why. Is yours like that? I don't think yours is that bad. Yeah, look, it's like it's off to the. The right kinder. I'm we'll getting in light. You see that? It is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean,
0: that's not like too bad. That's, that's not that's still great. like. I, like that's not, I, there, I mean, there are some ones that are like terrible. Like. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, I think to Sasha's point, the older the older PSA slabs pro- that probably makes sense because it also that means it was graded. Obviously, if, if it has an older slab, that means it was graded earlier. Um. So, I mean, I guess that lower serial number, I don't know if that that matters as much, but like I've seen some, like one thing I saw that was interesting was there was some Michael, uh, no, no, sorry, Um, Tiger Woods, some of his like 2001, uh, like some, this was really weird. Like they, it was an autograph, it was a PSA 10 autograph, but. One of them had the autograph graded a ten and the other one didn't. And that was there was a thousand dollar difference between they were and they were both PSA tens and one had a ten auto and then other the other was just it said autograph on it. Wow. Well, that's crazy. So what um what finally got you to pull the trigger on that card, Mike? On this card yeah. well, you know, like obviously i I've just been
2: obviously Jordan's like the goat and stuff like that. Um, and I saw Sasha's post on card hops and that kind of just pushed me to it because I was thinking about it before that. Like I was going to go for the LeBron card, but like I had enough money for that, but you know, I kind of just wanted to take advantage of how the market is right now. And I'm, I want to scoop up both of those cards while the market is low. And obviously the Jordan's going to go up and stuff like that. And, you know, uh, in a month, you're probably not going to be able to get that card for the same exact price as right now. Uh, so I just pulled the trigger on that and I'm probably going to go for the LeBron in a
0: month if it's still... Uh, a lot cheaper than it was a few months ago. Right. And so you were in the, did this come from like, so when you bought the Lucas, the first Lucas that you bought and then you sold, you sold pretty much all the Lucas that you had, right? Yeah. I have an optic and a green one still. So from that, like from the Lucas buying and then selling, was that pretty much what funded the Jordan card essentially?
2: Um, it was more of just me being in cook groups and flipping stuff like Nintendo switches and webcams and stuff like that. Right. Huge, but you know the the Lucas did uh, allow me to do that a little bit. Yes.
0: Yeah, that's cool. I mean, you were I, you're one of the fir- you're one of the first people that I've seen come into kind of the hobby and really jump in full, full like go full send oh, yeah. on like get, I, uh, getting the Lucas, getting the Jordans, like full, just absolutely full send.
2: Because like I used to be so into this stuff, and I, I kind of like got hooked into um, like the fitness industry and bodybuilding and stuff like that, and I kind of like lost interest in it. But like, just like when I found like your guys' content, it kind of like pushed me back into it and made me like understand the passion that I had for it when I was like 13 years old. So it was just awesome. I just had to jump back in. Like <laughs> I don't know. Like the first time I bought that Luca card, I was
0: like, huh. Oh, whoops! Oh, shoot! How much did you buy? I think it? I just might have four. Now we're good. I'm going to end the live stream on Instagram just so that way we don't get kicked off here. Um, and I'll, I'll start it again and I'll just invite you back in for, in a second. We'll just stay on this cause we're on. Yeah. Um,
1: Mike, how much did you buy the Luca card for when, when like you first got in?
0: Well, um, I think it was uh 220 for one Luca. That's height. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I was from, probably,
1: I, I don't know if I told you heroes, I was, I bought like a huge lot off somebody, which was like a bunch of Mbappe and Luca cards. Like I, I forgot like how many there were, but it was a good amount. And it was literally, I bought them and I had them sold before I actually even like got them in my hand. But yeah. That, did you
0: said you met someone at like a Taco Bell or something, right? Somebody at a Taco Bell to pick them up, bro. It was crazy. Yeah, that's hilarious. But, <laughs>
1: I really made like 4k off this deal. Like it was crazy. Like 3,500, like around there. And the day – it was, like, literally the day of or that same night, the NBA canceled their season. But I already, like, I already, like had the payment and shipped them out. So I was yeah. super stoked with, like, those people got, like, like – I think I sold the Lucas for, like, in a lot, and I was selling them for, like, 600 each at that you time. You
0: want to uh, jump back into oh. the Instagram? Yeah, I'll get that thing right now. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, like, I had sold one of my Lucas – 550, I think I sold it for, and I sold it on like the the I think it was the Friday after they canceled games, and the person didn't pay. So like I messaged them a bunch of times over the weekend, and they just continued to not pay. And then by Monday, I was like, they they were like 400. So I was like, damn, so that's annoying. What, What do you
2: think about the um price like the the way that the price is going right now with Luca? Like it went up a little bit. It's 450
0: right now. Yeah, me and Sasha were talking about that earlier. And I, I think what it is, the, the pr- Luka price they're going up, I think, because people are – they're focusing on, like, a few p- players where before it was people were trying to find undervalued stuff. But for the most part, I think what people are focusing on now that it's, like, harder – people don't have as much money to spend on the cards, so they are they're, – they're focusing in on, like, the LeBrons, their Jordans, the Giannis, the Lukas. And I think that's why – people are buying those Lucas and the prices are going up a little bit. Yeah,
2: I think the same thing's happening with the Trae Young too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: I mean, I think it's, I think once everything's back, which I I don't, at this point, I don't know when it will be like every day. It seems like things are like, they almost were bringing back the the South Korean basketball league or something, which was going to be big just because it was going to be the first sports league. That's really back. Um, and they, they actually, they nixed that. I think they're not doing that anymore. So that's kind of unfortunate for us because I think South Korea was like two or three weeks ahead of us for all that happening. And they canceled basically around the same time we did. Um, so I think like, I don't know what that means if we're going to be two or three weeks behind them when they bring sports back or what have you. But, you know, that was kind of unfortunate for, for American sports. Yes.
1: Yeah, I think it just,
0: again, uh, from what
1: I'm hearing from the news, like, these next, like, it'll be the next two or three weeks when we're, like, going to be, like, maxed out, like, this coronavirus thing's going to be crazy. So, like, I'm looking at at it, like, from a card perspective, like, that I want to align myself with that peak time because I'm assuming during that peak time, you know, prices are going to hopefully dip. I don't know if I'm going to, you know, I don't know. Time will tell if I'm going to be right or wrong, uh, but that's kind of how I'm going
2: about it right now. Yeah do do you um I saw a video of a youtuber a uh, sports card youtuber he was talking about how right now is the time to start investing what's your take on that
1: I think that from on my opinion dude I I I think that it's starting to but I don't think it's there yet I think the next I think the next I think in 2 weeks it'll be a great time to start buying I, if I had to put my money on it, one to two weeks. It just depends on how rapid this this corona thing takes into effect. I mean, I saw today that 6 million people applied for unemployment, which is a crazy number. Um, So I do – I mean, if you look at it from a macro perspective, um, I don't think you're going to go wrong with starting to buy right now. But in terms of what I'm doing and and what I would kind of recommend, I I would say that in two weeks would be kind of a, a better time. Because um, I, I do think that with with the when we're going to get to the peak of this virus, I think we're going to see prices really become opportunities.
0: Yeah, I think if I think too, if you if you know what you're doing, I think maybe it is a good time to look into starting to invest more. But like if you're just getting started, I think there's two. There's a lot of volatil- There's a lot of volatility right now where we have no idea what's going to happen. So like, I would say from my perspective, like, I think I put out a podcast this the other day, I was saying like, cause it was actually one of Sasha's point was that like in the next few weeks, you should be just doing research and focusing on research because like, there's just too, there's too many things that could go wrong. Like this could go sideways and the whole nation could be shut down tomorrow. Like we'd have no yeah. idea. Like they haven't, there's no timetable. They're not, they're, they've given some timetables, but so far, almost every single timetable they've given have been has been incorrect uh, or has been like it's gotten worse than gotten better. So, like from a investment standpoint, I think if, if you know what you're doing, maybe. But like, I wouldn't go super crazy like spending all of your money on cards if you don't. If if if, if you're also not comfortable with the cards potentially going down before they going before they go back up.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's like there's like certain cards within it like you know KD has gone up which is nice to see because KD has been undervalued because he's been hurt MJ the documentary got moved up you know so that's you know a really good you know interesting thing from, from a buying perspective though so there are you know micro you know subjects where there's good opportunities but from like when we look at cards from a whole I really think that aligning yourself with the peak of this virus is from a card perspective going to be going to kind of help you out a ton in terms of your ROI.
2: Uh, How much do you think that um, this documentary is going to help Jordan's prices go up?
1: Well, it's going to bring a ton of attention, which is what you want. When you get attention, you get card prices going up. So, um, you know, I mean, I can see like, I don't think it's going to go up like a crazy amount, but I could definitely see like a twenty, maybe thirty percent, you know, increase in his prices. Uh, just because the demand will be for it, I would say like, I was, I was talking to somebody about this, how like uh, when Mahomes won the Super Bowl, when they when the Chiefs won the Super Bowl, his peak price was actually like, was actually like, the hour before they started playing, like in the Super Bowl.
0: Yeah, I yeah, I know where you're going. I totally. I think I, I think I'm gonna 100% agree with what you're. So I think yeah, continue. Sorry, I, I, think, so like, I think I already I know what you're was saying.
1: Like you, before that documentary came out, like the day, two days, three days before, I would actually put it up on eBay. Or start trying to sell it because that might actually be the time where you, the 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 hype is the highest for MJ and the tension
0: is highest for MJ yeah and I think you get I, your, your best ROI right and I think honestly I think your point about Mahomes is actually like spot on and I think there's already some baked in um anticipation for the Jordan documentary like I think at this point like anybody in the card investing world like they they know that this Jordan documentary is going to bring more people in so I think the people who can afford some of the higher end Jordan stuff. I think the pricing of that is already that we're already seeing some of the effects where like once the documentary comes out, there may be some secondary players or there may be some secondary Jordan cards that are going to see higher returns than maybe like percentage wise in mm-hmm. Jordan. Obviously like if the, if the Jordan goes up 20%, it's going to go from like for a PSA 10, it's going to go from like 45 to like 65 potentially, but like a, um, I don't know, Scotty Pippen or a uh, oh, yeah, Dennis Rodman, like those ones, if they go up 20%, they're going to go from like six, 700 to uh, like 1,000, 1,200. So obviously you're going to see higher overall returns with the Jordans, but like percentage-wise, I think we're, they're going to be similar across the board.
2: So do you think the players in the film are going to have similar returns as Jordan?
0: I, I mean, I think so. I think that's kind of some of the stuff that I've been looking into the past few days of like, like which – which players could see similar returns. Like with it being a 10 part series, you got to figure it's not going to all be about Jordan. Like they, they could maybe make it. I don't know if they're an hour, 15 hour whatever. That's 10 hours that they hypothetically, that's 10 to 15 hours of the documentary. And I don't think it's going to be 10 to 15 hours of just talking about Jordan. So I think there's going to be other subjects within the documentary that could see similar, um, similar returns on like an increase. It's about the Chicago Bulls, like as a whole. Yeah, the eighty. No, no, sorry, the ninety-seven season, yeah. which is the last Jordan championship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right, so I think. That, I mean, I think it's, it's, I think it's. I think it's gonna be cool. I think the doctor, ESPN, yeah, I mean, is pretty good at these types of documentaries. Like the 30, like just for example, like the thirty for thirties that they come out with. Like, I think those are really great. And I mean, I think I was. Interested to see that the Rodman cards, because Rodman got his own documentary over the summer that came out, and they didn't—they were already pretty expensive, like they were already in the 400, 450 range for a PSA ten. But now, I mean, they're in the six, seven hundred range, which as I, from what I've seen, as the, most of the um, legends type, legend type players have gone up pretty significantly since the summer, which is um, good for anybody that was buying into them then. So if you yeah, could, um, I. Oh, yeah,
2: you ahead, uh, Michael. Me? Yeah, go ahead, bro. Uh, so, uh, Adam, I saw your uh, post on your story about Steve Kerr. Uh, do you think that he's a good investment? Because yeah. his cards are extremely cheap, like 25 bucks.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I, I think with Kerr specifically, like, he, he hit the game-winning shot that won the championship. So, like, I think there's going to be at least one of the episodes. Like, if, if not the last – I don't think it's going to be the last episode. I think it's probably the second to last episode is going to be about like the last quarter, or the last part of the game where he hit, he's the one that won the championship technically because like his shot went in and his shot was the one that in game six is how they won. So um, I mean, I've been looking into Kirk since like probably like November ish. Cause I was looking at like just coaches in general and like him, Phil Jackson, I was looking at uh, like Pat Riley who was a, uh, a coach for, the heat and then the Lakers as well. I was just looking at coaches that were previously players. Um, So I've been kind of looking at into those cards like for like a few months now, but like the Kirk cards, you know, I think those ones could go into the $50, $60 range. Like those ones could see a little bit more return because of the price of them. They could see maybe a double or a triple, but it all is kind of going to depend on like the demand for it.
1: Mm Hmm. If you guys had to, if you guys had to pick a month where the NBA would be back, what would you put your money on?
0: I'd say August. Or no, no, uh, the finals. The finals would be in August.
1: Mm-hmm. When, 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 when would you say the playoffs would start? Or when would you say
0: like this is the date the NBA will start back up?
2: I hope it's by the summer. <laughs>
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm hoping that like, wh- I mean, a lot of the shutdowns and like stay-at-home orders are they're looking for the end of April. So like I'm hoping that by the end of April, they'll be able to say if we flatten the curve or whatever or however, whatever's happened. Like I'm, I'm just hoping that they can I don't know. I, they got to figure something out because <laughs> this is just brutal with no sports. It's horrible.
1: Let, let's say that Let's say that, hey, like, the NBA is like, okay. Because I know the NBA is following China a lot, and that, that league with how they're going to kind of go about, you know, coming back. Let's say that, hey, like, the coronavirus is going to take a little bit longer. We're not going to be, you know, this season's shut down. It's not going to happen. You know, we'll, we're going to start back up again next year in October for, for the new year, the new season. <sighs>
2: That'd be horrible.
1: What, like, do you think that, we'll see a lot of people just start selling like like crazy. And do you think demand will go, you know, there, there'll be not a ton of demand or do you think people will be like, oh, hey, like, let me hold my shit and we'll just wait till next season?
0: I think we could see another summer like we saw last summer where prices are pretty low. And then once the season comes back, see similar uh, growth how we did this year, maybe, but... I don't know. I mean, I, I think that. it'll, it'll, it'll kind of, yeah. Yeah, for,
2: for real, yeah. I have a question. So, um, you know, like obviously I haven't been in it for like an off season yet. You know, I just got into it like two months ago, two and a half months ago. And, um, you know, obviously this coronavirus has had an impact on the card prices. And how similar is like the price drop on the cards in the coronavirus season um, from like the off season? It's very similar. Like, like how much?
1: Like I would, like let's say Luca, right? Before Luca, yeah. what well, Luca was selling for like six hundred before the coronavirus shit happened. Now it's at, well, it got down to like what, like 360, 370 around there. So I mean that that's like a what, like forty ish percent decrease in value around there. Like I, I don't know, I have a calculator, but around there um So, I mean, and, and then right now it's sitting at 450. So, I mean, I think a, a 30 to 30 ish percent decrease in value in offseason time is reasonable, especially for guys that have like built in, you know, like Luca, everybody's buying him up because they're like, oh shit, like he's going to go off in the playoffs, like all this sort of stuff. So, you kind of had a built in price to him and a projection price to him. So, when the offseason hits, that projection price goes away. There's nothing to look forward to, price goes down. So, I think it's honestly very similar. To what we're seeing right now, I mean, like LeBron. LeBron got to like 7,500. You know, people are thinking, like, yo, he's going to get to the Western Conference Finals. He might win a championship, all this sort of stuff. So all that kind of momentum was built into his price. Now there's really nothing to look forward to so far. So now it's like a 5K-ish card. Um, So I think it's very similar to what what the price dip would look like to the offseason.
0: Usually it's, I, well, from what I've seen, it's like a 20 to 25% decrease for the, in the off season, like football, it's pretty consistent. Baseball has been like weird. Cause like they went up, um, it, it went up in the off season, like pretty significantly, like right before everything happened, but like trout never really went down. Um, he was a player that like was ha- always sat around a thousand, but like, it's, it's more – the price for a lot of stuff is more than it usually is, but, like, I mean, we also saw, like, a 10X return on those Lucas from the beginning of the summer – or from the summer until the end of the season. Um, I have a – Oh, Mike, you there? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end on Instagram and see if we have any questions on Twitter. Cool. Um. Everybody, we're on the Heroes for Sale Twitter uh, Periscope. If you want to check that out, Mike might have froze here.
1: Let's see if he.
0: Oh, oh there he
2: go. No, good.
1: Yeah, yeah. You froze for a bit. Can you hear Can us? You guys hear me?
2: Yeah.
1: All right. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Adam is trying to see if we have any questions on Twitter. All
2: right.
1: How are you liking the uh, time off of school, bro?
2: You cut out there, would you say? How are I you liking
1: you. the time off from school?
2: Oh, it's amazing, dude. Like, I hope I don't go back for the next six months. To be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Like this whole thing is awful, but you know, I- I'm doing a lot more than I would be if I was in school.
1: In California, there there's no like the school semester for like high school, middle school, like college is done this whole semester. Like it's all online. Like they already said it. So
2: which is- yeah, honestly, like they should just do this like forever. They should just like have the online stuff.
1: <laughs> honestly, bro, it's like you you get you basically can get your shit done, and then like you can do whatever you want you know?
2: Yeah, and they, they don't make us sit in a class for 40 minutes, like, for six hours a day. Like, you just get it done in, like, an hour in the morning. <laughs> I mean... I...
1: Yeah. Especially, like, I dreaded, like... I dreaded middle school, like, 100%, and, like, high school, like, the only cool part was probably, like, my senior year. But, like, dude, like, when I... Like, I dreaded, like... I, I used to just walk around with a hall pass. <laughs> like, <laughs> a proctor would, That's... like, until, like, a proctor would, like, chase me down, bro. Like, it's crazy. Like, I just did not like sitting in the classroom. Like, it was just not for me. But...
0: Uh, my senior year, I had, like, two study halls. And I also was taking a uh, graphic design class. So, I literally was in the graphic design lab for, like, three and a half hours a day my senior wow. year of the like 7 hours that I was there it was i mean eventually the teacher was like hey can you like get out of here <laughs> that's funny that's good though i mean at
1: least you got to do like what you like you,
0: you use yeah, all that time that's true.
1: and energy to like do something you like you know
0: yeah definitely yeah. i mean it was i mean it was it was what led to then i went to school for graphic design so that's obviously a good I, thing my
2: school has horrible classes like there's nothing good i sat there with an hour my guidance counselor trying to figure out a schedule for me. It was horrible.
1: Ugh. Are you a junior?
2: Yes, junior.
1: Well, well, your senior year is pretty much going to be a breeze, so.
2: Yeah, I hope so. Like it went by so fast the first two years. It's insane. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm basically a senior now. I think because like I don't think we're going back to school.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah right.
1: So one thing I wanted to ask, what? Per, so I'm always saying like if I was saying like when Luca hits like 300, because I thought it it was going in that direction when it got down to 370, some at 360. I was like, when Luca hits 300, I'm going to buy up again. Where do you think do or what do you think? Do you think Luca's within these next two weeks are going to stay at that 430
0: 440 range, or or what do you guys kind of expect? I don't know. I hope they stay for it. I think once it'll all depend on. That's I think tough. what has to happen. What what what? Whenever they make an announcement of what happens with the season, I think that's going to maybe determine what happens with some of the cards. Like if they if they come on and say that like they're canceling the season, like I think there's going to be a pretty big. uh, yeah. People are going to be selling a ton of the cards because they're just going to be like, well, I think what's going to happen is that there's going to be people that were skeptical about buying and then they did and they were skeptical because they were like, well, what happens if there's a crash? And then there's going to be some sort of crash that happens, like sim- similar to what's going on yeah. now. I think of, at first the price drop was a lot of people were just selling because they were panicking. And I think if that could happen again, if they cancel the season.
2: That leads me to another question. question. So obviously in that one week we saw like massive growth and stuff like that, we saw a go from like 200 to 700. It was insane. And, you know, it was very hot. There was a lot of new people coming in to do this stuff. So, like, obviously this hit yeah hit America. Um, and, you know, are we going to see that same demand when the season comes back? Like, like do you think all of those people are going to get scared away and they just, like, sold all of their cards and they're not coming back? They're like, I'm not going back there because this just happened?
1: I, I think that there's going to be demand. And especially because, like, if, if, once they announce, yo know, the NBA is going to be back, like there's actually might be more demand because so many people are so excited for it. In terms of like the card market, I don't know if we're going to be able to get to that peak point, but I think we could get, you know, close to it. But again, I, I, I think this virus really, you know, a lot of people like, um, overreached and kind of put, you know, too much into cards, I would say, where now they, they're taking a look a, a step back and kind of, re-evaluating but again i, I think there's going to be i don't think we're going to hit that peak peak where we we did that like one week where it literally went crazy
2: but i, I don't have see you ever seen that before. before what was that have you ever seen that before like like in your uh, card investing career
1: mm, that that week was crazy bro that's i i i i mean i, I haven't seen anything really like that
0: Oh. Yeah, I mean, I think people probably lost some a significant amount of money if they were buying two weeks ago or three weeks ago. And now where we're at now. So like, there's probably a percentage of the people that did buy then that won't be coming back. But I think there's also going to be a percentage of those people who are going to say, um, maybe maybe they're not going to be looking at the highest price cards anymore. They're going to be looking at these secondary cards that are cheaper. So if they do lose, they're not taking that much of a loss. Like for example, like I was buying like those Mitchell cards I bought for $25 a piece. Um, and I didn't, um, I didn't Sorry, hold on. I lost my, I've got a pop up on my screen. I lost my train of thought one sec. So those Mitchell cards were $25 a piece and they didn't, go down to, like, $10. Like, they're still $25. So, like, I think there's going to be sets where people maybe were buying that they weren't the Prism Lucas. Like, I think Luca was one of the significant losses, but I think across the board, there weren't many other players that peaked as crazily as Luca did either. That's another kind of, kind of thing that I'm thinking about. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think like
1: LeBron's going to... I think LeBron stuff is something that I'm definitely going to hopefully buy up soon, because um, I mean right when the playoffs come back or let's say the play you know it doesn't happen, even if I, I can hold that card till next year come, you know, close to playoff time and I think you no, know, I, I, I think that uh, him winning a championship or getting close to a championship, I think that price goes back up and he gets to around
2: 10k. Yeah. LeBron has so much that can happen in his career. I just think there's so much potential yeah, in these
0: cards.
1: Yeah, it's it's insane. Way too much with him like going on. Space like yeah. space is gonna be huge, guys. Like that is gonna be insane. So yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of still a lot of opportunities. Soccer cards like me and Hero talked about earlier. Seeing Mbappe different fit with his World Cup stuff is really, really exciting. Um, So I think soccer is like another big, big opportunity. Um, I know baseball took a real big hit these last couple weeks. Like, I I was talking to uh, Lou, and that's what he was telling me. Um, So I think baseball is really interesting. Uh, Again, like a lot of there's a lot of areas where there's opportunities. Um, Pokemon cards, I know I've, I've talked about that a little bit. I mean, that shit is still hot right now. But,
0: yeah, that also doesn't have anything to do with sports either. So I think, like, there's no – there's not going to be any coronavirus in the Pokemon universe anytime soon, I hope. So they're not going to be, be uh, canceling the Pokemon League because of coronavirus.
2: Yeah, um, like – and the, a good thing about Pokemon is that, like, Pikachu can't get injured. You know? Right, yeah.
0: exactly. That's, yeah. And even if yeah. he does, it's like, that becomes then a storyline that it's, like, that would help his card probably, like, in theory, I guess. Yeah,
1: like... Yeah.
0: Um, so I just got, like, a notification that says we're going to be kicked off soon, so I figure we probably just end it here. Um, okay. We should do... This is... I think this was a pretty good chat here. I think we should probably try and get more... Do, like, a a uh some sort of i don't know whatever some summit or whatever yeah yeah all right so i think if i end it i think we all get booted or maybe if right. you guys want if you guys want to leave the chat and then that way when i end it um it'll just end and we won't run into any issues
2: cool yeah for sure
0: okay. all right
2: you guys all right see